Hello, everybody, and welcome to Iceberg to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. Find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. As you may have noticed, slight change to the titling of these mini podcasts that come to you Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. It's all part of some minor tweaks we're making to the tip of the iceberg podcast heading into the 2023-24 Pittsburgh Penguins season. This is now titled, as you can probably see if you're listening on Spotify or watching on YouTube with a new logo, now titled Iceberg to Go instead of Penguins to Go. Small tweak, I know, but uh, one that I wanted to mention off the top. But let's get into some news or discussion about the Pittsburgh Penguins because the first weekend of training camp has come and gone. They kicked off their preseason schedule yesterday with a split squad game against the division rival Columbus Blue Jackets. Most of the NHL squad was given the day off. In fact, 16 players that you could all classify as NHL rostered players were given the day off. There was one, actually, you know what? I'll take that back. 15 and one intriguing player that didn't play in either of the two games last night. But the Penguins do end up splitting those two games, winning 4-3 to in a shootout at home, then losing 3-2 to in overtime on the road. Of everyone who suited up, though, this is what I wanted to talk about. Of everyone who suited up for the Pittsburgh Penguins yesterday, that was 40 different players. Not many had as good of a day as Alex Nylander. Scored the opening goal of the entire day off of a nice play from Redeem Zahorna. Nylander goes where you need to go to score goals. Get to the front of the net. He beats his guy there. Elevates the puck off a beautiful play like I mentioned by Big Zed. And puts the puck in the back of the net. Gets the Penguins off on the right foot at PPG Paints Arena. He finished his day also with a beautiful shootout goal. So he bookended his performance with some really stellar moments. But what was in between was just as important for Alex Nylander because the competition that he's currently in, it's not just about making the highlight plays because the Penguins aren't going to count on an Alex Nylander to make the highlight plays, to put the team on his back. That's not going to be his role if he makes this team out of camp. It was what happened in between. It was showing consistency. It was being responsible through 200 feet of the ice. And he did that really well the entire game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. The other small note of difference, or difference of note, I should say, is we're in 11 now. We're 19 last season in the handful of games that he played for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now he's wearing number 11. I don't know if it's just the number change. I don't know if it's because it's preseason hockey, but he looked faster out there. He looked like he was a little bit quicker in the offensive zone. It looked like he was quicker when he was driving into the offensive zone. And again, it's preseason hockey. There's a chance that, you know, he's just a little bit faster than some of these guys on Columbus who brought their B team to Pittsburgh are probably not going to spend much time at the NHL level, except for Emil Bemstrom and Jack Roslevic. But most of their NHL caliber guys played later in the evening at Nationwide Arena. So maybe that's why Alex Nylander looked so much faster. But even thinking back to last season, when Nylander was first recalled and first played and was inserted into the Pittsburgh Penguins lineup, that was the one noticeable difference. You sat back and said, wow, it's a change of pace. Alex Nylander brings speed 
to this forward core, something that they were lacking all of last season, something that the front office and Kyle Dubas and the head coaching staff and Mike Sullivan, they wanted to get more of this offseason, and they did. They're a much faster team now than they were six months ago. But Alex Nylander was part of that, and last season he showed it. Again, one preseason game does not make this kid a shoe-in for a roster spot, but it certainly puts him on the right trajectory, and he certainly looked good on Sunday afternoon. The thing is, he's going to need to stack days like that going forward. Like I mentioned, he's in a dogfight for a roster spot early in this training camp. The one player that didn't play at all yesterday that was a little intriguing. If you would have told me this, even Thursday morning, I would have been a little surprised. Vinny Henestroza has gotten most of the reps in Jake Gensel's slot throughout the first couple days of training camp, and he didn't dress yesterday. Now, it's intriguing to me because most of the Penguins' NHL players didn't dress yesterday. We didn't see Eric Carlson suit up for game action. The big three were not playing. Tristan Jari was not playing. They used four different goaltenders. They didn't even have him dress or travel or anything like that. Uh, Most of the defense, the entire top four, didn't play. The entire top two lines didn't play. Riley Smith didn't. You know, Ricard Raquel didn't. Even the fourth line, uh, you know, Matt Nieto did. But Nolachari and Jeff Carter did not. So most NHL talent was given the day off on Sunday. They just basically said, we don't need to see anything from you today. They didn't play in those games. Vinny Henestrosa being part of that list is interesting. We talked, obviously, last week on Tip of the Iceberg to Josh Getzoff. He mentioned the connection that Vinny Henestrosa has with Mike Sullivan from the Chicago Blackhawks days for both of them, and also the connection that he has with Brian Rust, who's also been practicing on Sidney Crosby's line as they both went to Notre Dame. He's looked pretty good in camp, but good enough to say, okay, you're going to be grouped with these guys and not play at all, especially in his first year in the organization. That was interesting to me. What that tells me, bringing it back to Nylander, is that Henestrosa is right now the the leader in the clubhouse to take Jake Gensel's slot for the first handful of games of the season. Meanwhile, fourth line looks pretty set. First three days of practice, it's been Nieto, Achari, Carter. It looks pretty set. and it Because all three of those guys you would expect to make the opening night roster, right? It would take a miracle for one of them or multiple of them to not make the roster. So you expect that that's the fourth line. So that's sealed up. OC, Drew O'Connor, and Lars Eller have been getting a lot of reps together in camp, and I feel like that's looked pretty good the first couple of days. So suddenly, in this training camp that had all of this competition coming in, the front runners are starting to establish themselves. And with that in mind, Alex Nylander needs to continue stacking these days to keep himself not just in the running, but where I believe he is right now, in that third line right wing spot. I would say that as of right now, he's the leader in the clubhouse for that slot. I know Ricard Raquel's been practicing there, but also Andreas Janssen's been practicing on the second line, and they were only three days in. There's going to be changes made. I think of the people that could get that spot in third line right wing, Alex Nylander has looked the best, especially yesterday does a lot of the lifting because you look good as, to steal a Mike Tomlin quote, you look good in stadium or in arena. That means so much more. He needs to continue stacking that. Next preseason game is Tuesday. 
against the Detroit Red Wings, but through practices and through preseason games, he needs to have a good two weeks to make sure that on October 10th, he gets a jersey. That number 11 is called out there by Ryan Mill at the beginning of the game when they announce the entirety of the Penguins roster. Before we say goodbye, to start this week, I wanted to say a couple other players that impressed me on Sunday. One of them, Braden Yeager. I mean, the kid is special. Don't think he's going to make it to the NHL this season. It would be nice. It'd be great to see an 18-year-old make it to the NHL in his rookie year. I mean, Penguins have had a long time since that's happened. But his speed was on full display yesterday. It's weird because I knew he was number 62. Watched him in the Prospects Challenge with number 62. But yesterday I saw him flying around the ice, out skating the Columbus Blue Jackets, and I said, man... Is that Carl Hagelin out there? That's a lot of speed. And that was Braden Yeager. I mean, that's what everybody talks about. When they asked Sidney Crosby last week, what's one thing that stands out or what stands out to you about first-round pick Braden Yeager? He said, man, his speed is the first thing that really jumps out at you. And it was evident yesterday. He has so much talent. He tacks on a shootout goal, a nice little moment for his first camp as a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins as in his first game at PPG Paints Arena. So, yes, Brayton Yeager, so far, good results. Again, he's probably going back to Moose Jaw. He's probably playing the season in WHL, but, you know, he's going to progress. If he continues to look like this, he's going to progress a lot faster than most prospects have in recent years for the Penguins. Alex Nedeljkovic also impressed me. I thought he looked solid. You know, there was a lot of questions about the Penguins' goaltending situation. They brought in a bunch of different backups. Magnus Helberg got to play a little bit more out in Nationwide Arena. You saw Taylor Gauthier continue to take strides. He played in Nationwide Arena. Joel Blomqvist played in the end of the first game. But Alex Nedeljkovic, I think, was probably the most impressive of the four goaltenders on Sunday, and that's good because that's who you're expecting to take Casey DeSmith's role as the backup goaltender. So stopped 18 shots, faced 18 shots. Can't get much better than that, can you? So... Uh, impressive showing there for Alex Nedeljkovic in his first game in black and gold. And, you know, I, I talked about Braden Yeager and his continuation of impressing people or impressing me at the very least from Prospects Challenge into this opening game of training camp and opening game of the preseason. Sam Poulin's done the same thing. You know, he's slowly chipping away at the notion that he needs to catch up to his progression after missing time last season. Now, no doubt there probably is going to be some snags more likely once you start to get into the season, you start to play actual games, and you start to get a little bit more of a physical toll taken on you. Can he continue with his conditioning? Can his con conditioning keep up? And how long does it take him to get to a point where he's just all systems go night in and night out? But he has a very real shot to be a mid-season call-up this year. And I've said that in years past about different players. Under Ron Hextall, there really wasn't that opportunity. There really wasn't. Those will be more prevalent now with Kyle Dubas in place. He's already mentioned. He's not afraid to make moves if he thinks there's a better player in the minors, if he thinks there's a better player ready to make a jump from anywhere. You see it last year with Matthew Nyes and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, the Penguins don't have anybody to, of that caliber, but somebody like Sam Poulin, if he continues, like I said, stack these good days, stack these impressive performances, there's a really good chance he becomes a midseason call-up, and the Penguins just use a waiver to get rid of that spot, to open up that roster spot for him. If he's good enough to take third line right wing, 
Best case scenario is third line center, and you get Eller to bump down to fourth line center, who's also been impressive as well. I'm sure we'll talk about him tomorrow on Tip of the Iceberg. But if Sam Poulin can continue to build off of what he's already shown in the 2023-24 season, there's a very real chance that he is an everyday NHLer by next February or March. That's best case scenario for the Penguins, a team that it'll never hurt them to get younger, considering the oldest team once again entering the NHL season. But that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. We'll see you guys next time.